This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You might assume we're both good at presenting to a live audience because of this podcast. But at the end of the day, when we record, it really feels like we're just talking to one another. Presenting information in person in a formal setting to a large audience is something that still makes us really nervous. To prepare for a live speaking event we're hosting together, we turn to our masterclass subscription to not only refine our presentation skills, but to build our confidence in a different kind of public speaking capacity. Between Robin Roberts, Hillary Clinton, and Kevin Hart's expertise, our confidence skyrocketed. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Don't just talk about improving. Masterclass helps you actually do it. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master negotiate with Chris Voss, think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or plan your dream wedding with celebrity event planner Mindy Wise, Masterclass has you covered. There are over 200 classes to pick from with new classes added every month, like our latest aha moments from Robin Roberts' effective and authentic communication class that we watched before our event presentation. She taught us how to establish a genuine connection with the audience from the start. I'll always be a little nervous before presenting, but Masterclass prepared us in a way that dialed my nerves down and gave me tools to ground myself. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Get 50% off right now at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists and owners of the therapy group. We're on a mission to make therapy and therapeutic topics more relatable and accessible. So stay tuned because in order to grow yourself, you gotta know yourself. Hey, Jen. Hey, Em. <laughs> we were just, okay, <laughs> before we started recording, we were talking about like, wow, imagine if these episodes were only like eight minutes. And Jen was like, we could do that in two seconds. And I was like, no, you could still only do it in eight minutes. What's the pound of feather thing? What were you talking about? Oh, you know, I was like, it's like the pound of how people, you know, there's like that riddle. What is heavier, a pound of rocks or a pound of feathers? It's still a pound. Exactly. That's a riddle? Apparently. <laughs> it got let me let me tell you, it got me the first time. Okay, I, I have a joke. Do you want to hear it? This is my daughter's yeah. favorite joke. Are you ready? Um, I'm so excited. Where does the fish keep its money? No clue. In the riverbank. <laughs> Oh wow. Wow. E- <laughs> she I think she, I think she's going to be a comedian. You like that? You like that? That is good. Where well, is she? She's speak- got any other ones? Speaking of younger selves and younger wow. children, let's what talk You like that? Let's talk about yeah, advice to our younger selves. So, also I have to say, I love this episode. Okay. We haven't even more. started have, it. Do you love this episode? It could but have been like just, garbage. I, that's true. That's fair. Which is funny because you usually have very low expectations in general. So tell me more about how you love this episode. I think, first of all, I've had a lovely morning. So that's really prepped me for being, you know, okay. just like ready for yes, this. Yes. I also just think, you know, I think back to my younger self and think there's so many things that I would tell her. <gasps> okay, so what's you know? the first one that comes to mind? Okay, I think one of my favorite ones is that the first time you do anything is always going to be the hardest. Mm, okay. I could only because I'm telling myself that right now when we're in this huge transition with the business. Because we're opening up a fancy brand new office. We are opening up a brand I'm new office. I'm going to call it our fancy schmancy place. I love that. <laughs> Maybe that should be the title of it. Fancy schmancy place. Fancy. It's a therapy group at, I like what, that. at, at 18th and fancy schmancy. And fancy schmancy. I love that street. <laughs> it's such a good street in Philly. <laughs> okay, wait. So you're telling yourself that. But this is our what? technically fifth office we've opened but there are roles are changing constantly right like with the business expanding 
we are consistently getting new roles that we have never taken on before. You know what mm. I mean? And I think, you know, both of us at times will get overwhelmed by that. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself the other day, like, this is the first time that we have ever been in a lot of these roles. And what would you define those roles as? A, a, a million different things. <laughs> We're, we're, I'm just, we're wearing I'm just 80 wondering. hats. Yes, yeah. Okay. Wearing 80 hats. Yes. You know, we're like decorating the office. We know how to do that. But well, like fun. That is fun. That's yeah. our favorite part. Yes. But just growing a business is something, you know, as it gets bigger, as we have more responsibilities, it's something we've never done before. Well, also. So, okay. So we had also put out to um, all of our Instagram followers. What like what advice do you have for yourself? And somebody wrote in one that I loved which was you can't speed up getting experience. It just happens. Yes. And if you think back to now going on nine years ago, we first opened our first tiny little basement office. And we rented furniture. We And we rented furniture because we couldn't afford furniture. <laughs> we couldn't afford to purchase furniture. So instead we just... And the afford- furniture was horribly ugly too. At the time, we thought it looked good, though. We did. We, we thought really it looked really good. Also, we could only pay. We only. I think yeah. It was because it was, it was our only option. A month. <laughs> it was our only option. But it's so it's interesting, right? So when we had done that, like all we wanted at the time was like, please, can we just get five clients? Like I remember thinking, like if I could just get five clients, I could feed myself. <laughs> uh, I could maybe honestly feed ourselves a little bit, but also. I remember, Em, we were in, do you remember we were in my my place on Rodman Street and we got our first voicemail ever. And you were like, Jen, this is a sign. Like, this is going to work out. And it's because she saw the sign on our office. Yes, we and got a sign from our sign. Out. But the amount of anxiety that we had at that time was insane. No one can really tell you that it's going to work out. And so now, because we've gone through this experience, right, we could go back and say to our younger selves, like, listen, you're going to be fine. Mm. Right. I think that's a big one to be able yeah. to tell yourself at different points of time in your life, you're going to be okay. But the problem is that no one can tell you that. And I think we're always searching for that. And I think the thing is that, like, probably people did try to tell me that. I got really annoyed. Of course, because because... They really can't tell you that for yeah. sure. Although I will say when I tell you that now, like when we went and looked at this Philly space, right? I was not bugging at all. Yeah. I was pretty cool as a cucumber this time, which is rare for me. Because as everyone knows, I nobody in my life would define me as a chill person. <laughs> I don't think like if anyone was like... I think you're like, very chill. Name three words to describe Emily. Like I don't think chill is probably coming up on that list. <laughs> it's like the fifth one <laughs> you have your moments this morning you were very chill this morning i was really chill but when we saw that office that's when i was like this is fine you were still bugging a little bit it was me and your husband who was like this is gonna be fine <laughs> two most important relationships the in my life relationships. we're like calm the fuck down <laughs> we're like this is gonna be fine this is gonna work but before and I think it's interesting because now when I say that to you like you can hear it because like you and I I think are in such a different place in our relationship but Jen eight nine years ago if I had said it was me fine you'd be like no just let me be freaked out like, yeah. you wouldn't actually let me say that to you well and I also think because I was freaked out this time but not as freaked out as I would have been eight nine years ago because of the experiences that we have already gone through because you can't speed up getting experience because you happens. can't speed this up is the best. Right. i i don't know who wrote that in and if you're listening but we love please you. tell me but that <laughs> and i think i can see it even in some of our younger clinicians now or in newer greener clinicians who like want to like do all the stuff i get all the stuff and i'm like sometimes you just have to like pick one thing you're working towards not do everything at once and that is so hard to do when when you feel like there's like this race well I think that a piece of that too is that it's so easy to look at people who do have experience and who have gone through it and say like well why aren't I there how do I get there we start to compare ourselves to people we see at being at a different point than us and I think that that makes us want to speed up the experience because mm-hmm. we see how self-assured that they are or how comfortable they are yeah. in their role. And so maybe really what we're saying is like, I want that confidence. I want to feel comfortable. I want to feel self-assured in this. And the 
I think that that very much couples with getting experience that the only way to get to that point is to go through these really uncomfortable times of not knowing what you're doing. Somebody else had written in that it's okay to walk in your own timeline. There's no need to compare to someone else's. And I think it's so true. And yet the automatic is comparison. Yes. Right. Like, especially I think when it's someone who's like in your field or doing something, you think you should like follow that exactly and figure that out. But different things work. I was had a phone call. Often people call us up being like, I'm trying to open something. And like, once again, just you guys know, Jen and I offer private practice consulting. But um, but also sometimes we're like, make a phone call if it's, you know, a friend or something. And so I'm on the phone with this other therapist this morning. And I was like, listen, what worked for us when we opened this practice in 2014? I don't know if it would work the same way now. Right. Like at that time, like do you, Jen, we couldn't have grown an Instagram following for the therapy group now with this algorithm and this no. saturation as that's, we did in 2014 I, yeah no i tell people that all the time it's very different now so that's do I, not we started our instagram in 2014 <laughs> when like it was like not there wasn't like a ton of instagram therapists then right like that like there really truly wasn't so like so also to try to like follow exactly in someone else's footsteps right i mean i think about this all the time like with our parents our parents didn't have student loans our right. parents didn't have unbelievable like inflation and like housing prices versus salaries and stuff like it's so different. So when you try to like, follow that timeline, it's also set up for failure yeah. because it's not the same. Context well, changes. And I think that we do that in a way to be able to give ourselves the assurance of like, I'm going to be OK. And so if I follow if I see someone else who's in this position where like they seem to be doing well, they seem to have gotten through it. If I follow those exact steps and that gives me security that I'm going to be okay. Mm-hmm. However, times change, right? Like if I followed what my parents did, I would be in a completely different position. Yes. <laughs> How do you think we've gotten to the point of like getting through those uncomfortable times where because we really didn't follow a lot of, you know, we we took advice, but we kind of carved our own path, I think, in a lot of ways. How mm-hmm. did we do that? We just did it scared. <laughs> yeah, we were terrified. <laughs> I mean, I think that is it. It's like this idea that like it's going to feel you're not going to feel freaked out. Now we're able to be like, listen, we're going to sign this 10 year lease and put like fucking like, you know, take out. We, I mean, we we were putting up this new office. We had to take from our personal money to do yeah. this. <laughs> Yeah. Right. So like that was that was that was so much fun last month when we when we didn't get paid once. Um, (laughs) I took money out of my personal. That was good. (laughs) So like so now I think that you we can sit here. We just do it scared. And we know that that's the process of it now. Yeah. But I think before that was the thing is we thought because like we were so scared and anxious about it that it meant it was wrong. Yes. But. It wasn't. It was just also fucking scary because it's scary doing anything different because everything is risk. Starting a business is risk. Joining into a relationship is risk. I'm meeting new people, trying a hobby. It's all scary and hard. And so you do it scared. I I do think that's it is that we've gotten not just more comfortable with ourselves, but more comfortable with the process of being scared in something and moving forward with it, knowing that it's the right decision. Anyone else feeling like the mental load of making dinner, the planning, the shopping, the prep, figuring out the timing? It's a little heavy to carry, huh? Same. That's why I am so grateful for Hungry Root. The food quality, simple recipes, true tastiness, and delivery right to my door is truly a game changer. When getting started, you take a fun, short quiz and Hungry Root will get to know you, what you like to eat, and more. Then they'll build you a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to use. So you can sit back, relax, and offload the many steps of meal planning. Each order is fully customizable so you can take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high-quality meat and seafood, healthy snacks, smoothies, sweets, ready meals, kids' snacks and meals, vitamins, supplements, much more. My favorite item from my latest box was the honey citrus chopped salad, lemon pepper chicken, and the four cheese tortellini. You gotta try it for yourself. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's gotta taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole trusted ingredients. 
Right now, Hungry Root is offering Shrink Chicks listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash ShrinkChicks to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash ShrinkChicks. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. Did you know that billions of plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles end up in landfills every year? I used to contribute to that waste, constantly buying single-use plastic cleaning products without giving it much thought. But then I discovered Blue Land, and it has been a game changer. Blue Land has helped me eliminate the need for single-use plastic and the products I reach for the most. They are reinventing cleaning essentials. Their approach is simple yet revolutionary. Refillable cleaning products with a sleek design that not only looks great on your counter, but also reduces plastic waste significantly. What I love most is the convenience. With Blueland, I never worry about running out of cleaning supplies or lugging bulky bottles from the store. From hand soap to toilet bowl cleaner to laundry tablets that each smell incredible, all Blueland products are made with clean ingredients you can feel good about. I was blown away when I received my first Blueland order. I immediately filled the bottles with water and their tablets, which was so easy to try everything out. And the ingredients are clean, the scents are refreshing, and the packaging is just so cute. Blueland is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine. If you're ready to make a positive change for the planet without sacrificing cleanliness or convenience, Blueland has you covered. Blueland has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash shrinkchicks. You won't want to miss this. Blueland.com slash shrinkchicks for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash shrinkchicks to get 15% off. This past week, I was at uh, Camp Dreamcatcher. Before I was at the therapy group, I worked at a place called Camp Dreamcatcher, which is a nonprofit summer camp, and I, t- and I taught uh, puberty ed and sex education there. And it was funny because so I went back this week. I hadn't been there in four years. I couldn't believe like actually how many of the kids remembered me, um, probably because I have pink hair when I go. So like it's, right, you know, it makes smart. me a little bit more aware. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, oh, it's that chick or the white chick right. with the pink hair again. Right. Um, <laughs> she has more <laughs> tattoos now. Um, and it was funny because someone one of the things we were trying to really get through that honestly I do with a lot of the women is it don't send nude photos that I do not care if you've been married for 20 years. It's actually still a risk to send nude pictures. When she put something out there and it's this like really funny thing because we're sitting there talking about it and I said to them, I was like, I would not even like literally just saying this to you as 12 year old girls. I literally would say this to my 42 year old clients. Right. Because we don't live in like a cyber safe place. Like we we just generally don't live in a time where there's like actual security, even though the entire premise of Snapchat, I think pretty much was invented on that. So some of this advice also that. I want to give to younger self. I also want us to give to ourselves. Yeah, I think that it's really. I, I think that it's helpful to sit here and say, "What do I want my younger self to know?" And then, what should I also be saying my present day self? So, if my younger self is need to say, I'm, I'm picking one of these. I'm going to pick one from our yeah, list yeah, here that good, somebody good. wrote in. My advice to my younger self is learn to stand up for yourself. Also, what's the advice to present day self with that? Hmm. So, if younger you needs to learn how to stand up for yourself. I'm also wondering how hard it is for current self to implement that. Mm. Because don't we all just have that younger self inside of us? Mm-hmm. There, that's it inner child there it is. There it is. And so that's really what this is, right? Like this isn't, I think, you know, I was thinking a lot about the idea of like regret and how you could easily interpret this episode as, oh, this means that I regret something or that like I want to go back. But what, I think is really important is that like we all do still have that part of us that I think very easily comes out like that fear based part, you know, the one that's struggling. And I think the advice to our younger selves is really also the advice that we still can give to our present day selves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's throw out some more. I love these people wrote so I mean, like an unbelievable amount. Okay, so start ripping. Um, (laughs) That's the word. Just keep going. Like ripping, like ripping farts. <laughs> I was going to say ripping farts. And I didn't know if that was too inappropriate. Versus, yeah, no, because we're, <laughs> we are so, we're so appropriate on this show. Today is the day that we're no longer appropriate. All right. So prip, start ripping advice and ripping farts. Let's go, baby. <laughs> um, don't let your self-worth be determined by romantic partners or interests. Mm-hmm. I do love this one. 
I do. And I love it for current day self. Current day self. And I love it for past self. It's funny because also now, like sometimes if you work, you know, you work with couples and like the reality is, is that like desire and sexual arousal can go through peaks and valleys, baby, at all times. And I think that it's really hard to not take that personally. If our partner is having a lower sexual desire to not feel like, oh, that's about me or my body in some way, when really it could just be about such a multitude of things. And so I think that that it's interesting to give to younger and current self. Right. Like, cause you can get to this, this point in your relationship where you're like very self-assured and you feel very, you're like, I can give myself self-worth, but there can also be times throughout your life, you know, whether something uh, comes up at work or whatever, right? Like some, you take a blow to your security within yourself. And in those times within your relationship, that might come up for you more so than other times. That it's not, it, it's more so on a continuum of like, we can go through waves of this. There are time, times where I feel so secure within my relationship of like, I feel great, I can. And there are times in which like, I'm struggling with other things and it might trickle into my relationship. So bringing yourself back to that point, I think, you know, by using this, by saying, I'm going to give myself this advice of like, do not let your self-worth be determined by your partner. How do you bring yourself back to that within you? I like this. Fuck them all. You're amazing. Just the way you are and worth everything. <laughs> yeah. Fuck them all. All right. Fuck them all. That is, who is it? Who is it? Like, is it a Helen Mirren quote or somebody that's like, Things that I wish is I just told more people to fuck off. I feel like that for myself. Yeah. Right. And I, I like somebody else has said, ask if you like them, not if they like you. And I, I think I'm, I, I think a lot of people talk about this in terms of romantic relationships, but I think this about a lot of friendships. There's been mm -hmm. times in my life that I've been like, why doesn't this person like me? And you know, we really talked about this in our astrology episode where some people just fucking hate me for no reason. Um, <laughs> That first, I am very unpalatable for many people. And so I have spent a lot of time in mainly in uh, friendships being like, like, you know, how do I get them? How do I get this person to like me? As opposed to like, I, why am I, why does it matter so much about people yeah. liking me? Like, do I even like them? Right. People pleasers. Not me. Uh, no, <laughs> no. I was just saying in general. Not this girl. I don't definitely know her. not you. No, okay. No, but I, I love that. And I think... I think that someone said something about like protecting your energy. I don't know where it is. Be we'll selfish about it. your energy. Don't put time yes. into people who don't reciprocate. That, that sticks out for me. I think because my energy is so easily drained and I think that's a huge one. And I, I just wish that I was taught that more to be able to like set boundaries that you can set, especially as an introvert for all my introverts out mm. there to really understand yourself as an introvert and to mm. be able to set those boundaries for yourself when you need them. Because I think in our society, extroverts are so celebrated and it's more expected of you to be an extrovert, mm -hmm. especially as you're growing up and you're learning to be social and to really understand yourself as an introvert, I think is really important and to be able to implement those boundaries socially and to yeah. not feel guilty about them. Cause I think that's a big thing is like, you feel like something's wrong with you or you feel bad about them when you're like, okay, I'm done here. Like I'm ready to go home or like, I need time to mm -hmm. myself. You know, what's funny is something that I'm really working on at couples therapy. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> something that my couples therapist told me I really need to work on is <laughs> my unbridled like uh, emotional expression. Yeah, self-expression. I don't need to fucking talk and say I'm feeling all throughout the day. And I do think that one of the reasons that's been hard on me is because historically, in some ways, it has been celebrated in our culture. We're all about like, say how you feel, be vulnerable, do all yes. the shit. But, like, sometimes you should also shut the fuck up. And that yeah. really took me a long time. And my couples, very expensive couples therapist calling me out <laughs> on it um, <laughs> to say, like, actually, like what you have to say is you could say in one sentence. So right. like in couples therapy, my husband's allowed like an hour to talk about something. I'm allowed like three sentences. <laughs> trying to balance it out a little bit <laughs> and that and that's the difference between equity and equality right right that unbridled self-expression right but I think I think as therapists too we're like express yourself you know like say what you feel and you can do that without vomiting everywhere and without that's... bulldozing the other person yeah I learned that the hard way yeah yes I, I mean did. I'd 
I personally don't see that in you. Yeah. I, that can't possibly be true. I don't think it's true. Really? <laughs> I mean, I doesn't happen okay, for us. I'll say why, though. Just because I think that, but in our relationship, I don't get triggered as much as I do in my marital relationship simply because, like, marriage is, my marriage to me feels much so much harder than us. I also think, like, yeah, I don't know. There is something very different. So I think that also it's because I'm just triggered less in our relationship compared to like all the shit that comes up with with parent and also all of this really, you know, marriage for us got so much harder after becoming yeah. parents together. Yeah. Yeah. And that happens just to normalize that. <laughs> I think but, I think people I I mean, I once again, this is for you to, to okay. say, but I think that people are very surprised by that. You know, that there's a lot of expectation of like, this is going to bring us closer. And I, I think it's so normalizing to say that. And I will also say there was a lot of moments that did. Yeah. Right. Like there was times like, you know, we always have this one memory we have that like one time it's like three in the morning. Our daughter was probably like five weeks old. She shit all over the place, shit on my husband. While he went to go clean up, she ended up shitting on me. We're both covered in shit. It's like, like you know, in the middle of the fucking night. And like, we are just hysterically laughing. It was so <laughs> horrible. Right? Like one of those situations, <laughs> we were on vac- vacation, quote unquote. And when it's when you have kids, it's not a vacation. It's just a trip. Right, right. Um, we were on a trip last week um, at a lake and we had, you know, a bunch of our friends were there with their kids. And at one point, all the kids were like just screaming upset on the boat. Everyone was overtired. These kids were like, I mean, to the point where like people in other boats were staring at us. And I, I mean, I was just laughing so fucking hard because it was so horrible. And like when I hit that point, I think it's like so hilarious because I don't have another way to cope. <laughs> right. So I do think that there are parts where like it's good and you get closer in parenthood. And then the part that you are not prepared for is how much of a strain. And I think people can warn you about it. And until you experience it, you're like, Ooh, that one fucking hurt. Do you feel like there, because we're talking about, you know, advice to your younger self, would you tell yourself anything before you became a parent? Like, is there any advice you would give to yourself before you became a parent? For me, it goes back to that person who wrote in, you can't rush experiences. They just happen. And that's the thing is, I do think everyone's always like, people don't talk about this enough. It's bullshit. They do. Like, you know, I always heard that in terms of people being like, no one talks about how hard breastfeeding is. Actually, everyone talks about it. Um, But until you're in it, you actually just don't care. And that doesn't make you selfish or unkind. It just means like it really didn't apply to your life. So it didn't matter that much. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so it's so easy for us to be like, oh, well, nobody listens to me. But like, yeah, like no shit. Right. And my think, husband is talking about how hard it is, you know, to. I don't know. What, what has it been hard what for is, him? What's, he's, you know, hammer something. <laughs> he's, as he's at our office right now, hammering shit. Um, I don't know. You're like, I don't know. What's he doing? Right. So like, that's the thing is like what, you know what I mean? So I, I do think it's the thing. I do think people talk about this. I think people talk about how marriage, how hard marriage is, how hard parenting is, how you hard just don't, any of these things until you're you in don't it, integrate like, it. Exactly. Also, it, also, it's so much easier to like not integrate advice or like something, information that you're getting about something because it's not affecting you at the time. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And so people might talk about it. You might see it, but it's until you're in it, until you're in the thick of it, yeah. it's, it's hard to integrate. Yeah. And so I love that. And I yeah. think, I think that goes back because we had a conversation once on the podcast, only God knows which episode it was <laughs> about <laughs> Something about how Bring someone asked this. about how do you like prepare <laughs> that girl? How do you that chick? Something don't like... bring her into this, okay? Yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> this is not a religious podcast. Something about like how do I prepare myself for for like marriage or parenting or whatever? And that with anything, like you really can't. You have to go through it. It's almost like when people say, "How do I not feel the X Y Z?" Yeah. You can't. You just have to feel it. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. we should change our um, motto. Okay, we want to change it too. You just have to feel it. <laughs> Fuck it, just feel it. Fuck it, just feel. Oh, I love that. You like that's that? On our next sweatshirt. Okay. Oh, that's actually a really good idea, Nikki. I know, Nikki. Nikki? When you're listening to this, could you write Nikki, that down? We know you listen. <laughs> Because because after after we say it, we will forget that it happened. Can you can you write that down? Can you send that over to G with the merch and you could figure that out? Okay. Can we talk about um, how many times we like 
you know, say things on the podcast. After Emily and I do these podcasts, we completely forget about what we talk about. We have no idea. <laughs> and there's so many times. That's how present we are. Yeah. <laughs> We're just keep on going. But as, as people will always say, oh, my God, when you talked about X, Y, Z on the podcast and we're like, yeah, we have no idea. What okay, so let's talk about that. We had somebody approach us about like investing in the company oh, and yeah. he had listened to a lot of podcasts. He might be listening now. Hey, how you doing? Hey, um, hey. And he brought up some podcasts. And we had no fucking idea what he was talking about. We were just like, and Nikki uh, had to. Nikki, Nikki started laughing. Nikki had to tell us what he was talking about. Oopsies. So just so you know, so keep advice, on rolling. Advice to my younger self would be um, listen more when you talk. And that's the issue with unbridled self-expression is when, when I get triggered <laughs> and I go into that state, I'm just saying a bunch of stuff. And here's what my couples therapist says to me. Emily, you're not wrong, but your delivery fucking sucks. <laughs> so you are not wrong in what you're saying, but Aaron can't hear you and nothing you're saying matters. Because if I, I mean, he probably shuts down, right? Like, I would be the one to shut down in that situation. Yeah. And just be like, I'm not listening anymore. Here, immediate. That's what she said. She said, Emily, you're just, you know, talking, you're talking just, into yeah, the yeah. void. Nothing matters. <laughs> I am thrilled that the weather is finally warming up here in Philly. I went to switch out my closet the other day from my fall winter wear to my spring summer wear and noticed that I very much needed a refresh. So thank goodness for Quince that allows me to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I refresh my closet with the high-waisted linen shorts that come in multiple colors and patterns, the comfiest cotton tees, and my latest favorite, the smocked mini dress. And don't miss out on their accessories. Quince has the coolest sunglasses and 14 karat gold jewelry to complete any look. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, making me feel even better about my purchases. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash shrinkchicks for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash shrinkchicks to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash shrinkchicks. A really fun fact about me that you might not know is that if I let my hair dry natural, it is a frizzball mess, which is one of the many reasons I absolutely love pros. I truly never thought that I would be able to embrace my natural hair texture. Ever since I switched to a custom hair routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Less frizzy hair, yes, but beyond that too. My hair is shinier, healthier, and so much more manageable. Filming the podcast every week makes checking out my hair unavoidable, and I have felt so much more confident on camera thanks to pros. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do. The custom shampoo and conditioner combo, plus the hydrating leave-in conditioner and hair oil keeps the frizz at bay. It also makes for the smoothest blowout. People keep asking me if I got my hair cut or went to the salon, which is, of course, the highest compliment. Pros isn't just better for you, it's better for the planet. They're certified B Corp cruelty-free and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. I used this feature when I moved to my temporary house in New Jersey, back to my house house post-construction project in Pennsylvania. Environmental factors like water source is something that Pros takes into consideration with their customization. So it was very cool that I had the ability to update my location. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin, and they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. So you get a free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash shrinkchicks. Let's advice for yourself. I really like don't ever go on a diet. Uh, if I could tell my 10 year old self, don't do it. Don't go down this fucking road and don't, you know what I mean? But it, I, also the reality is, is that like for us, dieting was so normalized, yeah. right? Like, I mean, personally in my household, like dieting and diet foods and 100 calorie packs and snack wells and everything else that was like, 
low like, fat um, and like just like fucking the so nutra nutra something you know, my mom very, definitely like, 90s. Sti- my mom definitely still gets nutra system yeah yeah nutra system right yeah right. yeah, yeah. so that's what i mean there's always been so like yeah. but if i could say something to my like 10 year old self it is do not ever go on a diet please don't do this because you are gonna go down so far so fast for so fucking mm. long so when you talk about regrets I mean, I missed out on so much of life because I was trying so hard to be in a small body. That's what I was going to say is like, does that feel like a regret? (laughs) Feels like a regret and a trauma wrapped up nicely into one little package. Right, right. Nice little package there. (laughs) With a bow. With a bow. So, okay, so that's it. A lot about a lot of people wrote in about advice for yourself is go to therapy. Oh, Perfect. I mean, I did. I did go to therapy when I was younger. And it's one of those things where like, you know, it's funny because even when I did used to work with like adolescent girls, like even when they were in the room, sometimes I was like, oh, you're just not ready to hear some of this stuff, right? Like we can give you coping skills and we can give you, but there's certain stuff, especially when you're living in the house with your parents and your parents aren't doing the work and they're not able to see it. Like, I mean, the amount of times that I'd be like, there's just, I can only help a kid so much if their parents won't change. And and also your, you know, your brain isn't there. There are certain things that you're just not ready to integrate or take in. Your brain isn't fully developed at that point to Mm -hmm. be able to like there are certain things you might be able to hear. But I think that, you know, it can just be tough at certain ages. I do like the one thing that I really appreciated about going to therapy at such a young age was just that going to therapy was more normalized, Mm. you know, even though it was like very hush hush that I was going to therapy, like don't tell anyone. It was still like, (laughs) hey, when you're (laughs) don't tell anyone where you're going, it's like it's a secret. It's really embarrassing. So don't go. No. So that's that's the part I would push back on. But the one thing I did appreciate was that like, okay, when you're struggling with something, you go to therapy. Like when Mm. something's going on, you go to therapy. So that is the one thing I really did appreciate, even though, you know, I might have not taken anything else from that at the time. Oh, seeking therapy doesn't mean you're broken, someone wrote in. Someone should have told that to you. I know. Yeah. Someone was telling me, don't tell a soul. (laughs) Something's wrong with you. A lot of people wrote in. I was actually surprised by this one and then also not surprised, like, once I really thought about it and integrated it. A lot of people wrote in about, like, wishing they had told their younger selves to not be focused about dating. And a lot of people use the word boys, but, like, a partner. Mm -hmm. A lot of people were worried about, don't be so obsessed with dating and like date yourself and like really like this obsession you have with being in a relationship and getting there and finding someone it and they felt like it wasn't the best thing for them yeah what do you think about that uh yeah i mean i was obsessed with being loved because i had such garbage (laughs) self-esteem and self-worth i was like pick me choose me love me please god same same right i also think i wouldn't have known that when i first met you what? What do you mean? <laughs> I was the same way. I know, but I didn't know that at the time, right? Like when I first met you. So when I first met you, I was, I mean, the, my husband I'm with now, I was with when you and I first got to know each other. Yeah. As I first stalked you. Um, and you were with <laughs> someone else. But like I, to me, you seemed like such a chill. You seemed like the chill girl. So at that point, I I was. I okay. was getting more to that place because I had been a serial dater since seventh grade. Like, oh, wait, I actually, in... when I did first meet you, yeah, which the first memory I actually have meeting you, which we didn't realize until later on, is we met at that party. Exactly. And you were in a very unhealthy relationship. Yeah, that is very true. So and that's exactly. when I first met I you had, that guy. I had, exactly. So I had already been through that experience. I think you missed those years. Okay. And when I this was, makes sense. when we were in grad school, we were both becoming so much healthier. <laughs> You know, like, as we've always said, grad school, you know, like, it takes time, even after grad school. Yeah. But, like, you're learning so much shit about yourself in grad school. And so, like, you met me at a much healthier time in my life. But before that, I was very much in that place. But, yeah, yeah, I was pretty, I was, like, chill girl when you met me. Yeah, you were pretty, you were cool, chill girl. Cool, chill girl. Yeah. Um, I mean, still having a significant amount of panic attacks. Right, right. (laughs) At the time. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. I was still, still really struggling with my panic, but it didn't really have to do with relationships. I don't know what else is going on, but it was okay. just still in your body. Maybe, it was just left over. T- it was residual. 
<laughs> residual. Maybe we take that back, the children. Yeah, okay. I don't know well, if that well, is exam that one later. <laughs> I like almost thought I was gonna pass out while driving. So I don't know. I I'm wanna chill. know. Really know Nikki, put up a can you put up a thing on Instagram that says, Have you ever pretended to be the chill girl? Uh, it's gonna be like a hundred percent. Did you ever pretend to be the chill girl? I literally just told you I to pretend my whole life. <laughs> I'm not chill at all. I am not. I am neurotic and rigid. It <laughs> goes back. You're so chill now. Now. I feel like you've gotten so much chiller over the years. I think that's a nice combination now of Zoloft. That'll do it. <laughs> I think, it, but mainly one, it's that I stopped dieting. Right. I was significantly undernourished and fed for maybe 15 years, I would say. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if I think about when I really started dieting. So, honestly, when I, like, really fixed my relationship with food, which I knew, I, I now feel is, like, fully healed. Like, I don't believe that, like, uh, you know, I, 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 like, I've totally recovered. I, my brain was like, oh, <laughs> food. Oh. Oh, I was hungry. <laughs> I, I was hungry. to be more just, nourished. I, I mean, I just thought about my body at all times. Oh, my just God. Just the amount of time, amount of space in my brain that was about how I was not as good as other people because of my weight and how I looked. And if I could get the right friends or the right romantic partner to validate that, then it would make up for that worth. Wow. Not chill. <laughs> right. That'll take That'll take up a lot of space. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, wow mm -hmm. so advice for yourself don't die don't do any of this stuff and, and and i do i agree with all the people writing and like really focus on yourself like this i looked so much for external validation yeah and okay so my question is do you think because i'm thinking about this for myself too and just like as i think about you know clients i've worked with and do you feel like you can get there without having the experience of focusing on the external validation first and realizing that it doesn't work? I guess I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. And I also don't know if it matters. Right. Because it didn't happen. Right. Because the right. life I have now is the life that I have. And that all came from all of that. Right. The other thing is, if it didn't happen, I wouldn't be able to help also all the other people that I do get out of that. So. I don't know. And also, I don't think it actually matters. I think that like just from working with people and for myself and that like it is so common that in general, we tend to focus on external validation because when we're children, right, that's the, that is the way in which we learn to see ourselves is to get that external validation from our caregivers and them saying, hey, you're doing a great job or whether they're not giving us external validation. And so the goal is to take that and integrate it and say, we've, we've said integrate so many times in this episode yeah, it just like keeps feeling right mm -hmm. um is integrated and feel like okay this is who i am i can now give that to myself but mm -hmm. making that shift i think is really challenging especially when we weren't fully given what we needed as children and you know a lot of us struggle with that because our parents were imperfect humans or grew up in a you know there was instability there and so I think making that shift is really hard, but something it's such a journey that you go through as you get older of like, how do I make that shift? Because looking for that external validation, we end up realizing doesn't fulfill us, right? We have no control. We don't have the control over it that we think that we have and that the real control that we have over validation is when we give it to ourselves. Mm. Okay, wait, before we do um, to your Jen, can I ask you something? Please. Because by the time this episode airs, you're going to have had a birthday. Oh, yeah. So I'm wondering, advice for yourself over the next year. Oh, wait, wait. Few... Can we do that? Uh, what's it called? The... the um... The pits and the peak of the of your yeah of your, okay so of my year so Jen and your birthday celebration pit and peak of your last year and then vice for current self going into this one did it do oh my god I should have prepped for get this. a new business partner <laughs> <laughs> just okay that's getting I have to you're say, legally obligated I've got <laughs> we have more contracts literally than would be the last. <laughs> Thing I would ever choose. But I have to say, so it's not going to be a specific experience. Okay. But I think that I have in this last year really 
um, created intentional time to focus on taking care of myself. I know that that's pretty like generic, but like you have. Right. I feel like that that's something I have really like intentionally done a pit. Uh, I don't know. I really feel I feel pretty good with where we are. I mean, there's definitely been struggles. I think there's been a lot of struggles and like growth, Um, maybe losing Tater. Was that in this last year? No, I think that was. I'm not sure. Maybe, but that oh, was, like that's where, that's where my mind went to, too, was, you know, you did lose yeah. Tater. That yeah. was that was horrible. Um, While your house was getting redone. That whole that yeah, whole, you that know, whole, those, that whole two months is pretty bad. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so so I want to say, OK, losing Tater was like a, such a horrible pit. Um, but with every challenge, I know this this, you know, sounds kind of corny, but I really mean it. Every challenge that I go through, I'm able to have such perspective on it of like, I know that I'm going to get through this because of all of my past experiences mm-hmm. and going through difficult things. And so that's, you know, to do a, a, a kind of maybe a bigger wrap up on this is. The advice to my younger self, like, is I don't know if this is advice, but like, I don't know if I would change anything because I have been able to get through such, you know, struggles. And I would only know right now that I would be able to get through future struggles by going through those past struggles. So even though they might be pits in my life, because getting through them has given me such strength and ability to know that I can get through things in the future, even if they're really challenging. That's beautiful. Thank you. I really mean it. And I am just so much older than you. So you are so much older than me. You are so much older than me. You just have like, 13 months, bitch. It's what well, I am just. This baby is here for it. <laughs> I'll have a lot to teach you. You do. My yeah, let me child. know when I get there. My gosh. I, I mean, yeah. I'll, next year, I'll keep you posted about what your year okay, ahead will is going to look like. And yeah. I will say this, Jennifer. I love you. And I am so proud of you. And I'm so impressed with you. And you are so right. You have done such a good job taking care of yourself this year. And I just think, oh, you, you, you age like fine wine, baby. You get better and better oh since God. I've known you. Thank you so much. Do you think it's mm-hmm. the Botox? I do. But this is, <laughs> this is me and your, Jen. What? August 26th. <gasps> We're it's having our, an anniversary. It's our 10 year anniversary. What should we do? <laughs> Make out. Oh my God. It's lit. <laughs> I think our numbers would really. Oh my go god! Then up. we could really get an OnlyFans. Then we could. <laughs> then we could actually make money. I mean, we said we would literally do anything to build the business. So, <laughs> so make it on there. It is our ten-year anniversary. I love you. Wow. Happy anniversary! We, I love you so much. This has been the. I said this to you at my wedding, but like the most significant relationship <laughs> at my wedding. I said this to Yeah, you did. As I was pumping in the corner. As I was right after I got married. <laughs> and you came up I and said, said you are the most uh, significant relationship uh, in my life. <laughs> okay, so dear, Evan Jen. Dear, dear Evan Jen. He's never go. listened to an episode. He'll never know. So it won't matter yet. Dear Emma Jen, I've been knowing myself and growing myself over the last few years. LOL. <laughs> Amazing. And it's bringing to light how disconnected I was from myself in my early 20s, especially when it came to finding a romantic partner. I'm with you. I'm still with my partner. I met when I was 23. I'm, I'm when I'm 31 now and we've been married for a year, but I continue to do the work for myself on myself. And I notice how different we really are and how much I maybe bypassed those differences because I was so much more interested in getting a boyfriend at the time than anything else, if that makes sense. Any guidance would be much appreciated. I will say this. Okay. As someone who met their partner when they were 20 years old, what you're experiencing right now is developmentally appropriate for your relationship. You're going through a difficult growth and you are hitting a point, which is, are we going to grow together or are we going to grow separately? And I'm wondering, you've been doing all this work on yourself, is your partner. Because that's going to be one of the hardest things. When you met some, when you meet someone in your early twenties, you do not know yourself. I found that out the hard way. I thought I did. I was like, I'm definitely yeah. better than all these other people. <laughs> so developmentally, it makes complete sense of where yeah. you are now. And what do you want to do with that? Do you feel like your partner is going there too? Because you're clearly doing so much of this emotional work and growth. Are you outgrowing them? And I would also say. 
you know, if you really feel like, okay, there's going to be a breaking point that we come to where the two of us are going to grow apart, hold your partner accountable to also do the work. Yeah. Because I think that can be really hard that instead of just saying, well, I'm doing the work and they're not doing it and we're just going to grow apart. You get to also hold your partner accountable and say, hey, call them in. Don't call them out. Yeah. Call them in and say, listen, I'm doing a lot of this work. It's bringing up a fear for me that we're going to grow apart. And I'm wondering if we could do this work together or if you can also do the work for yourself so that we can grow together. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. truly, if, you're, if your relationship feels worth it, right, that it's important to hold your partner accountable to that if it's really in the end going to pull the two of you apart. Hold them accountable. Mm -hmm. So you are kicking ass doing that for you. Yes. And make sure the people you surround yourself with are doing it, too. Because also when we expect more from people, when we also encourage them and talk to them about it without going inward, people are typically way more capable than we think that they are able to be. And they don't have a reason to change unless we hold them accountable, right? Yes. Yep. All right. And that's it for the episode. That's it. Fuck it. Feel it. What's our new thing? <laughs> I don't know. Feel it. Nikki, but we already forgot. Nikki. All right. <laughs> she probably wrote it down. She'll let us know. <laughs> if you enjoyed today's episode, we always ask you to rate, review, subscribe, follow an Apple podcast. You can subscribe and check us out on YouTube to um, not see Jen and I make out, but maybe we'll do that one day. That's how we'll get them subscribed on there. There follow it us. is. And follow... you have to say it's at the end. So they watch oh, yeah, the that, entire yeah, thing. Exactly. Yeah. And then it won't right. even be there. Um, it will be on Zoom. <laughs> Um, if you, uh, we ask you to always uh, check us out, follow us on Shrink Chicks, and then you can answer these great questions, get your, your m and Gems featured. And if you are looking to do some really great work on yourself, or you and your partner are looking to really great do some great work on yourselves, you can work with one of our amazing clinicians from the therapy group. If you are located in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, Delaware, Massachusetts, um, Florida, California, I think that's it. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. I'm not sure. There's a whole First bunch. And if you're worried, you can always go to the therapygroup.com. We have a huge new flagship location opening right in Rittenhouse in Philadelphia. A batch of amazing new clinicians coming on. So couples, individuals, families, we cannot wait to work with you. Thank you for listening. And don't forget, fuck it, feel it, and also know yourself, grow yourself. We'll see you next Beautiful. week.